This is Talk of the Town. I'm Bob Cudmore on Magic 590, also heard on 100.5. Joining us is Craig Apple, the sheriff of Albany County. I want to begin with the school safety, Sheriff. Your office is developing a new school safety plan uh, that in three local school districts, apparently. Uh, preparation for the proposal began after the Parkland, Florida school shooting. What local school districts are taking part and why? We're dealing with our three primary districts that we um, have a daily interaction with. That's Burn Knox, Westerlow, that's Voorheesville Central, and Ravina, Queen, and Selkirk. Mm-hmm. And why were these? Because they were picked because this is where you patrol? Yeah, most? these are our primary patrol zones. So we thought this would be a great place for a proof of concept. We've put a lot of time and effort into this over the last several months since the Parkland shooting. And, um, you know, I, I mean, so many people are out there having daily meetings and they're, they're coming up with ideas and everything else. And we're like, listen, that's great, but we need to do something to ensure our kids are safe when they return to school in September. And that was our mission here. Uh, so you want to get this going before yes. school starts. Yes. How do you pay for this? Well, um, everybody thinks that we're drawing from the school districts, but we're not. We're pulling all of these funds from asset forfeiture money, which is money that we seize from criminals, which is really making crime pay. And um, we use that, that, those funds to help with um, whether it's police cars or special operations or initiatives such as this. And this whole thing, it's very expensive. But, um, I mean, how do you put a cost on, on school safety? Mm. Do you have a cost estimate for it? Um, it's roughly $330,000 for these uh, three school districts. Mm-hmm. But and that's for the whole three of them? That's for all three districts, yes. You know, I guess you could break it down. It's not quite even all the way across because mm-hmm. some districts are larger and, you know, some are smaller. But um, basically it's $330,000 initiative. And, again, it's, it does not have tax dollars included. Now, in terms of what's going to be done, there's a new piece of communication equipment to have better com- uh, communication with the sheriff's office. Yes, we just recently put in a $20 million radio system throughout Albany County. Uh, one of the things learned after 9-11 were the simple fact that nobody could communicate. And that's how it was here in Albany County up until a couple years ago. We were able to se- secure a little bit of funding, $6 million. And um, we bonded the rest and we built an entire interoperable radio system where police, fire, and EMS can all communicate now. So I can stand in Cahos and communicate with somebody in Rensselaerville, which was unheard of before. Mm-hmm. Now, the, another uh, aspect of the, the school's safety initiative is school resource officers. Will be, they be deputy sheriffs? or They will what? be deputy sheriffs. They'll be a deputy sheriff at the school's. But listen, I got to be honest with you. Um, that's a great. That's great to have the officer there. Somebody can, you know, first line of defense. But it takes much more than an SRO. And so many people get fixated in tunnel vision on just having an SRO in the school. That SRO cannot be everywhere, at every point, and every time, of, and every minute of the day. So what we're going to do is yes, we will be adding the SRO. But there's a lot more. We've added um, phone apps where you see something, say something, where they can call. A person can call and get a live dispatcher immediately. We've added an app, see something, text something. So if a student's sitting in school or in classroom and there's a kid talking you know, crazy about school shootings or something or even hurting himself or herself, they can send a, a text immediately to our dispatcher and it goes to other members of our command staff. They can send a video. They can send a picture. Um, there's a lot more to it. It's a whole initiative that we're doing. But the SRO to me is one of the smaller aspects of it. You're changing the uh, app for the sheriff's office to. Uh, as we've added, we've added, added, we've added this to the sheriff's app. It's Albany County Sheriff. 
Um, if you Google it on your um, iPhone or Android phone, or Android phone, it's in the store, and you can download it, and then you'll see those two. Um, they're big square buttons right next to each other. Okay. So, again, this uh, school safety initiative at Ravina, Quaymans, uh, Selkirk, Burn Knox, Westerlo, and the Voorheesville School Districts, and it's getting underway this summer. It'll be getting, and well, we've already added all the radios in the school buses. I mean, we always tell people, you know, see something, say something, but we don't give them the means. So now we've added radios in all of their buses. A lot of these buses are the first line of defense. That's where a student could get on and go, you know what? I want to do something bad, but I'm not going to wait till school. Maybe I'm going to take out this bus. Now these people will be able to talk to our dispatchers live. They'll be able to talk bus to bus live. And they'll also be able to report other crimes if they see something occurring. Maybe there's somebody out there looking to burglarize homes or something to that effect, suspicious activity. They can report it directly to our dispatcher via bus. We're talking with Albany County Sheriff Craig Apple. Uh, in the news quite a bit uh, recently has been the story of immigrants in the Albany County Jail. Uh, immigrants arrested by federal agents in other parts of the country are being sent to Albany or have been sent to Albany, and they're now housed in the Albany County Jail. What, what kind of numbers are we looking at now? Well, um, roughly 320. I had about 20 prior to this um, latest group of 300 which were delivered in, you know, in basically in groups of 100 close to. Um, they're segregated from the rest of the inmate population. Um, we've uh, given them some access to free counsel thanks to a partnership with Albany Law and the New York Immigration Coalition, who have been outstanding partners. Um, they come up on a daily basis. They try to talk to these folks about credible fear interviews and asylum seekers and Listen, there are a couple. Um, the first group of 20 um, were relatively violent individuals, but this last group of 300 are mostly folks that are you and I trying to go into another country. And, um, you know, I, I tried to take this negative and turn it into a positive. I mean, you could see how these people were being treated. And I think in 2018, whether you, no matter what your opinion is on immigration, we should not be treating human beings this way. So um, we have them in an area where they get good medical um, they get, obviously, they're being fed. Um, they have free counsel coming in, and, um, and it's all paid for by the government. So it's not like we're wasting Albany County dollars. Uh, we've been uh, talking about uh, about 300 uh, immigrants who are being held now at the Albany County Jail, sent by the uh, federal government uh, to, to this jail. Wh- why did they, do you know why they sent them here in particular, or why they sent them? Yes, well, I, uh, story short is went out probably at this point I'm horrible with time but an email went out maybe eight weeks ago um, asking if anybody had bed space in New York State and um, I've had a partnership with Albany Law um, Immigration Clinic with Sarah Rogerson who is probably she should you know be a saint because um, she her time and dedication and compassion towards this issue is unheard of so she's been coming to the jail on a regular basis to talk to some of the immigrants we have and just give them some legal guidance as to what you're entitled to what you should be asking for Um, And some folks just want to go back. They want to go home. So um, she's been working on that for years now, four years. So I reached out to her and I said, listen, um, I'm about to take on this initiative. Can you help me? And if she said no, I probably wouldn't have done it. But she said yes. And I know it was going to be a huge undertaking for them. And uh, her and Camille Mackler from New York City have been coming up and coordinating volunteers, lawyers and volunteer interpreters. And um, just trying to let these people know where they are. Many of them got off the plane, had no idea. They went from San Diego, um, where it was flat and no trees, to um, Albany, New York, where we've got mountains and trees. They had no idea where they were. And some of these folks haven't talked to anybody in 60 days. And again, um, 
you know, listen, these aren't the hardcore people. These are folks that just tried to come in and better their life. And again, no matter what your opinion is on immigration, I think we can treat people more humanely. And that's what we're going to show. We're going to show that Albany County is a great county and Albany County is a compassionate county. And we're proving that. Have you gotten any feedback from the federal government uh, about what you're doing, you know, about treating them more humanely? Well, I've got, <laughs> I've got feedback from everybody. Um, some people, um, you know, thank us. Some people are screaming at us. Some people, uh, you know, it's, it's, listen, I get it. It's a hot topic. But I ask people to research it before you speak on it. And, um, and then I also ask them to put you or your loved ones in that position. And wouldn't you want us to treat them a little bit better? So, um, you know, listen, uh, I think government, uh, that's our main mission is to, is to help people. And that's what we're going to do. Hmm. Now, the, what, what, do you ha- what is your personal opinion on the federal government program? Or do you want to share that? Or well, as a, no, I'm not I'm going to shy away from it. Um, as a father, uh, you know what? I would hate to be torn away from my child. But I also understand that, you know, you know what you're getting into. You know, folks need to do, there's a process. And I think you need to come to a port of entry and get a number and, um, and go through the process to come in. And I understand there needs to be some control. There has to be control of the situation. But I also don't think the way that it's working right now um, is proper. I, I have no issue with that. I think we can treat people better. And, you know, to throw all these, uh, all these folks into jail cells, um, I think we're the only jail that's doing the, what we're doing, allowing them access to attorneys and, you know, making sure they're medically treated. But these folks came to us with scabies and chickenpox and Chagas disease and diabetics. These folks were not cared for at all. And I, I, that's what I just have a problem with. I'm, I'm like, these folks were being held somewhere, and I'm told many of them in private prisons. Well, private prisons are in the business to make money, and they're not going to take care of people. And, and, and again, these are not mass murderers. These, this isn't MS-13. You know, and that's where a lot of people focus on. And there are a few of them out there in the country somewhere, and they're not here. Mm-hmm. But you do have to um, – you do need, you know, Homeland Security to investigate this and to, you know, and to police this. But I just think that we can treat people a little bit better than the way we have. You did say, wasn't it that something like 20 of them have real charges against Yeah, them? I had a group. I've always had Im- immigrants in the jail. Uh, most of them have actually criminal charges on them. I have one individual who, um, you know, uh, did a violent act towards a police officer downstate. Um, he's actually leaving the jail today to, to go back somewhere. But... Uh, Yes, some of them have charges, not this group of 300. These are mostly asylum seekers that were scooped up. Um, We have nothing else other than they tried to get into the United States. Do you have a a reading on how many of them, or let me ask ask you first, some of the immigrants you're holding have had their children taken away? Um, Well, most of them say that they've been separated, but most of the folks that I have have been separated from family members, meaning that maybe their children were here and here legally. Um, and I say children in their 20s, some were in their 30s. And then uh, mom and dad were illegal and then they were swept up and I have them. Um, we did locate one family, or I think two people that may have had children separated. Um, one was returned and the other, I'm not sure if, if has left our facility or not. Um, ICE has been okay to deal with. I have no issue with them. They've been cooperative. They've been working with us daily. Um, you know, I don't know how it goes, how, what, how things act, uh, interact throughout the country, but I can say locally, we've got a great partnership with Albany Law and the Immigration Coalition and several interpreters. 
Um, I've got the legal project, who I failed to mention the first time, who has been outstanding. They're um, raising some funds to get these folks Spanish, um, Spanish Bibles and um, help them out with some special needs that they may have. I mean, imagine being thrown in a, in a third world country. You know, if, if one of us was thrown in a third, third world country with nobody to be able to talk to, um, nothing you can read, nothing, no interaction and sit there for 24 hours a day. Mm. So um, we're not going to let that happen here in Albany. And these uh, immigrants who are in the jail are not just from Mexico or, no, or, or not South at America. All. They're from all over the I world. I have the epitome of the melting pot. I have um, Syria, Ukraine, um, India, China, um, Bangladesh, Nepal, Cameroon. Mm. Um, my gosh, the list is never ending. And um, a, la- a large group of uh, Mandarin-speaking Chinese, and I had a large group of folks from India. And you said that when they f- first arrived, or when one large group arrived, they were uh, in tough shape. They were really hungry. They, had- they were hungry. They were, um, I would say they were malnourished, um, not treated medically, and no idea where the hell they were. And um, you know what? We cleaned them up. We had them treated by medical. We fed them. Listen, um, you know, the, you hear the stories about jail food. It's not the best in the world, and these folks were glad to have it. Hmm. Also, in connection with this issue, an Albany County legislator has proposed making the county uh, a sanctuary county, mm-hmm. I guess you'd say, as opposed to sanctuary city as far as immigrants are concerned. What is your response to that? Well, I initially went down and I spoke out against it, um, mainly because it would stop and underscore some of the good work that we're doing, undermine some of the good work that we're doing at the jail. And um, then they assured me that the sheriff's office would be removed from from the legislation. Um, listen, we don't, and I haven't seen this in years, and I've been doing this for a long, long time. And law enforcement is sometimes criticized for asking people for their papers and their documentation. I've never seen that. I've never seen that. And, and, and I think that sometimes people just get out there and they try to placate the, their constituents and, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. Law enforcement around here is, is professional. I've been around the country. This law enforcement group in this area is more professional than anywhere else. And I've never seen them going and asking anybody for documentation. Maybe ICE does that, and that's their job, and that's a federal agency. But local cops do not do that. And now, if you're, if you're caught you know, doing a burglary or something to that effect, that's a different story. Yes, we got to get to the bottom of where are you and who are you and how'd you get here and mm-hmm. what's your real name and everything else. But that's part of you know, Investigation 101. Do you think ICE should continue? I mean, some people are calling it for... To, to be abolished. Yeah, I'm not a pro, um, you know, abolish ICE person. ICE needs to be here. We need some enforcement. You can't just have, you know, folks running around, you know, wild. You, you have to, you have to have some enforcement. You have to have policies and procedures and protocols. And when those are followed, there's no issue. But some people obviously don't want to follow them, and they want to flee their country, and then that's where you get an issue. So I'm not a pro abolish ICE person, um, but I am a let's treat people humanely person. Okay. Well, let's move on to some uh, other topics. We're talking with uh, Craig Apple. He's sheriff of uh, Albany County. Uh, a drug called carfentanil. Uh, you raised the hue and the cry about uh, recently. What is what is that drug, and what is your concern about that? Well, as you probably read, the DEA did a great job locally and made an arrest with carfentanil. Carfentanil is a, sy- a synthetic opioid, which will uh, it's a tranquilizer basically, and it's used to take down large animals and. Um, you know, first of all, anybody that wants to try something that's used to take down a large animal um, obviously has an illness. 
because nothing good is going to come from that. And I always tell folks, if you look at, um, if you put three salt shakers next to each other and you filled one with salt, and that, let's just say that's heroin, and then you reached in that salt shaker and you took a good pinch and you dropped it in the next salt shaker, um, we'll, call that, we'll call that fentanyl. Mm-hmm. And then if you reached in the salt shaker again and took like two grains and dropped it in the third salt shaker, that's carfentanil. That's the potency. And it will take you right out. And now you mix it with something else. It's usually a deadly cocktail and that person's going to die. Mm. So very dangerous drug. Um, the DEA has been on top of it. They've done a great job locally working with all of us. And um, hopefully we can keep it out of our area. But your concern is that you could be infected with this, if you will, without knowing it. I mean, Oh, my gosh, yeah. People are doing Well, I'll tell you what. I have a picture right on my phone of one of my employees walking into a local convenience store last Friday night and finding six empty bags of heroin on the floor. So that means that person, somebody went in there, locked the door, and shot up, all right, and left everything behind. Now, let's say they were doing that on the sink, and some mom went in there to change, uh, you know, change the diaper of her baby on the countertop or whatever the case may be, or that little child went in to wash his or her hands and absorbed that on the bottom of their hand. That's going to get absorbed right into their body, and that child doesn't have a chance of living. Hmm. You are the sheriff of Albany County. Uh, Albany City uh, has been racked by a number of murders this year and uh, concerns about that and crime in uh, Albany City. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on it. Um, You know, I've talked with the chief of police in Albany, who we know is retiring soon. And um, there's a lot of issues going on right now that I think that we can all chip in and address. Um, Actually, um, this week, we're going to be meeting with the governor's office and the state police and the DA's office and um, some other local agencies that can chip in and help. Um, I think there's a few things that we need to start to do right off the bat that aren't even enforcement issues. And I think that, you know, times are tough. And when times are tough, resources get cut. And it's obvious that Albany has struggled with some of the resources. But I'm a, I'm a big um, proponent initially of let's clean up our areas. Let's make sure that the city streets are clean. Let's make sure that, you know, these side streets, everything is clean. It's hard to have respect for a community um, if you're, you know, if you're, if it's a dirty community and mm-hmm. there are some areas that really could use some extra help. So, um, I think that's one area that can be focused on and then, you know, let the cops do their job and let enforcement take, um, take its place. And I think, uh, I think this is a phase. I really do. I think that this, you know, this is sort of cyclical and, um, you know, history has kind of shown that, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not something that's going to be solved tomorrow. It's not something that's going to be solved next week. But this is also a community issue, not just a cop issue. I think parents need to engage. Community leaders need Mm -hmm. to engage. And, um, you know, we got to stop these kids from thinking it's okay to have a gun at 16 years old and to kill somebody. Mm. Do your uh, deputies or the Albany County deputies patrol the city at all? Normally my my marked deputies do not. My investigators are in the city every single day, Um, you know, whether it's a burglary or whether it's just following up on what could be a financial crime. But most times it's drugs. And um, they're in there a lot, but we don't normally, there's no reason for us to patrol. Albany Police has, you know, 300 and some great police officers. And, um, you know, I'd like to see some of their contract issues get worked out because, you know, that, that would also help with morale. We've been talking with Albany County Sheriff Craig Apple, and you've been listening to Talk of the Town on Magic 590 and 100.5. This program with Sheriff Apple will be available as a podcast on albanymagic.com and bobcudmore.com. Next week, my guest will be Lauren Roberts, who's one of the producers of a documentary film on how the great Sacandaga Lake in the southern Adirondacks was created. I'm Bob Cudmore.